Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, a show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm Gus. And that's Matt sipping on that uh, mountain water. Mountain water. Black bear shine. As always, thank you to our Patreon for their loyal support and uh, just being kick-ass people. Thank you to the Waypoint Network for hosting us. And thank you to you, our listeners, for supporting and supporting and more support. Everything that you do. If you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back. We got a good one for you. Um, Just over you know do an overview of the uh the ata and some new stuff that's coming out some things we're excited about talking a little bit about seaweed coming up next month and uh but we got to pay some bills right or something like that some yeah you have to pay bills you guys made it two weeks i think without ads so here we are hello earthlings this is neil armstrong the first human to set foot on the moon and i've got an otherworldly <laughs> offer for you just like my small step was a giant leap for mankind, switching to Mint Mobile is a giant leap for your phone plan. With Mint Mobile, you'll experience stellar coverage at a fraction of the cost. It's like taking one giant leap into an affordable, reliable connectivity experience. Visit mintmobile.com slash whiskey now and make your own giant leap into the new era of mobile service. That's one small bill for man, one giant saving for mankind mint mobile reaching new heights and wireless communications and please note that this is a creative fictional ad read not actual endorsement by neil armstrong and if you are an android fella uh they're right now they're doing 50 dollars off new android phones so that's pretty good and almost every purchase of a new phone comes with three fucking months <laughs> of free service which is crazy yeah that's pretty awesome yeah um i'm so, so glad I, to have mint mobile back that's my favorite shit yeah <laughs> Uh, I did one for our, our newest um, our newest sponsor for the next uh, you know, several weeks going forward, uh, the uh, Jasper Charleston downtown. It's a beautiful place. We've talked we talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did this ad read. I was going to do a, just a plain ad read, and I decided why not live dangerously. And since you did you know, Armstrong, I decided I would do it in the voice of Buzz Lightyear from Toy no Story. No way! You did that on your own without us <laughs> <Yeah>. knowing. <laughs> No, no, no. As soon as I heard yours, I went and changed oh, it. Oh, really you went and changed it? I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah. say. <laughs> uh, greetings, space wow. podcast travelers. Buzz Lightyear here to take you on an intergalactic journey to the place that's out of this world, the Jasper Charleston. Picture this. Charleston's treetops and steeples below with Fort Sumter in the distance. The panoramic downtown and harbor views from the Jasper are like infinity and beyond. <laughs> Head up to the fifth floor star deck rooftop for cocktail hours and sunset lounging. It's a, spectac- it's a spectacle that even Woody would be jealous of. And did I mention the pool, lush garden, and residence lounge, all with stellar vantage points, including views of uh, Colonial Lake or Colonial Lake and Colonial the rooftops? Lake. Yeah, Colonial Lake and the rooftops of uh, Harleston Village and Harleston Village. Yeah, it's on the backside of it. Just like exploring new planets, the Jasper isn't just about uh, just any building. It's a culmination of years of creative thinking and design processes that were light years ahead. Beach Company, established in 1945, has created a landmark legacy property that's truly that it that's truly to infinity and beyond. They're really beating that one up, aren't they? <laughs> uh, this place, this place is dedicated to Charleston's architecture, neighborhood life, and history—a space where luxury living and historic charm collide. So, if you're ready for a pod, podcast adventure filled with luxury, I don't know why I did that. This is this is Chad GPT for you folks. Um, so, if you're ready for an adventure, if you're ready for an adventure filled with luxury, charm, and views that are beyond your wildest dreams, the Jasper Charleston is your destination. Tune in and join the space exploration of the Jasper, where history meets luxury in the heart of Charleston. 
to infinity and beyond my friends i don't do a good uh, buzz light your voice so that's as good as you're going to get and that's what you get when you don't read them ahead of time so yeah we didn't we didn't read either of ours ahead of time we just threw them in there but the jasper is 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 beautiful it's in a beautiful part awesome of, of downtown it's uh, great it's gorgeous. people to work there yeah it's yeah. beautiful if you if you can uh if you can foot that bill that's an awesome place to live especially For if uh sure. if you're if you're a, a business owner and you have some expendable income and you needed a vacation property or a property that you visit once in a while it's yeah. uh Beautiful Fantastic. condos. They have yep. all the amenities you just ex- that they just described. Plus, uh, below they have a number of restaurants, shops, mm-hmm. gym, spa, all kinds of stuff that, yeah. that you would need for kind of your day to day. Like you could, you could go weeks at a time and not ever have to actually leave that place. Between what it's they have, it's truly there a one stop spot in the intergalactic galaxy and a planet we know as Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. All right, man. Enjoy the show. Have a good one. In this corner, my name is Matt. I told you last week we were going to do a walkout song. See if DJ Gus figured out his. Huh? Yeah, that's right. You know how I roll? H Town, baby. I was looking forward to that all week. <laughs> just because I don't that's think fun. anybody would think that I would pick Justin Timberlake as my walkout song. Would not have been my first choice. I don't even know if it would have been in a, if you had had me make a list of 20 songs, I wouldn't. Not one of them would have been from. You know, it's funny is that song is the reason I wanted to do a walkout song. I was listening to that song and I was like, shit, I forgot about this song. And I was like, <laughs> I was really like jamming to it. And I was like, yeah, I want to walk out to the song like at a UFC fight. Yeah. yeah everybody, everybody. Like, uh, I can't everybody, do that, but I can, I can do it at a podcast. Yeah, there you go. You could, you could, you could kickstart your MMA career. Get it, bring it back. First person yeah. to figure out they just punch me in the nose and I'm dead and they win. <laughs> that's that's the fun that's the fun of it yeah let's see how long he can make it <laughs> uh, yeah jokes uh jokes on us career ended after the first sparring match yeah i don't think it would be made to the ring first time the coach punched me in the nose and i dropped dead he's like what happened i'm like oh by the way his nose is plastic slip clipped into his brain so if you yeah. hit him there you're you gonna slip you slip the wrong direction you catch a bag right in the face <laughs> Just on your own. No, nobody else there. Game over. <laughs> Did you? I need you to uh, pull up your phone real quick, and I need you to watch the reel that I just sent you because I want to see your reaction on camera. On camera, okay. okay. It is not you appropriate for most people to to see. You so. sent it to me. <laughs> you sent it to me, me, or I, I sent it to you, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not not with King White Tales. Right. It's um. It is it is our kind of humor. Um, very so. bo- very last one. The guy doing pushups. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's uh, you can probably listen to the, the audio, but 20, 21, <laughs> 21, isn't that supposed to be 22? I don't really like Peter, to be honest with you. I'm going to send that to so many people. Uh, <laughs> I sent it to you and, uh, and Larry. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. If you served in the military with me, you're getting that real. So if uh, if you listen, you already know it. That's the number of did. people I can send that to is very limited. So it was yeah. only so many people. But uh, yeah, if but you I'm got not. that joke without seeing it, go ahead and uh, <laughs> drop a comment. <laughs> mm. I love it. That's great. Did you Did you freeze your ass off today? To be honest with you, uh, we got there. So this morning we we were gonna shoot a little bird hunting, you know, South Carolina in the winter kind of real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when it's gonna come out. Sometime this week, this podcast comes out. But um, yeah, it was twenty three. Let me tell you how it happened. I woke up this morning. It was twenty three degrees, and so I let the faucets drip last night because mm-hmm. you know you remember I just took all the insulation out of the under my house, so I, I got to actually yeah. be a little careful. Um, I had rats for those that wondered. Um, 
which is common. That's not like a gross thing. Like my house isn't gross. We just, it's very common in this part of the South. That, elevated, uh, elevated homes. Yeah. Near the elevated shore. homes. It gets cold. You got insulation in your house. Rats are going to live in them. Um, so to remedy that situation, I took all the insulation out and I haven't had a chance to, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. If I'm going to do spray in or I don't know, but so I let everything run. So this morning, so the pool pump has a uh, anti-freeze thing. So if it gets below a certain degree, the pool pump will turn on. So yeah. my pool pump has been going bad for months. The um, the bearings are just making, they're just wearing. That's what it sounds like. Oh. So I came downstairs at like eight-ish. Mm-hmm. So I turned the hot water on, made me some coffee, and I hear, and it just stopped. And I was like, well, there it went. <laughs> your uh, your that fuel pump is right next to your that window, right? In yeah. Your, uh, yep. Yeah. So I walk out there and uh, I can smell it as I'm coming. I was going to say, corner. I bet you can smell it. Yeah. And I open it and it's just smoking. And so I, I reach in, like you can see the salt cells still on. So there's still power going to it. So I went, I turned the power off and it's just straight cooking this thing. So I was uh. like, it's, it's cold. And um, so Stark and Colton showed up mm-hmm. and um, we got there and our last, so I had like a filming what I wanted to film. And the last mm-hmm. thing was like to end the reel, us doing chugs. Okay. And I was like, wouldn't it make more sense actually just to do the chug now so that we have this hot liquor running through us as we film everything else? So I did a um, a separate chug with a different bottle mm-hmm. for Dan. And then um, we we all did a chug. And so we weren't cold at all. And then uh, once nice. we got done filming, we actually started a little fire and for, you know, like a 20, 30 minute fire and just oh, put cool. it out. But yeah, it was yeah, cold, it was- man. It's the coldest. I mean, I can't tell you the last time that I saw below 30. Yeah, no, we, we, it's not uncommon during the winter and the in winter time in our, this part of the country really doesn't hit until January, February, like, yeah. you know, it creeps into yeah. March a little bit. Um, this is the time of year where we generally have our ice storms and shit like that, where you yeah. don't get snow, we get inches worth of ice on power lines and the bridges and this entire part of the state just shuts down. Yeah. Uh, but the last time we got in the twenties, just on a regular day, I, I couldn't tell you, man. I don't know. But I, it, yeah, I, I have uh, I have a bunch of stuff set aside to start a fire later. I know it's cold, but I'm going to go sit by a fire anyways. I think I'm going to as well because I got a bunch of wood, like stuff I probably shouldn't burn, like yeah. so, <laughs> like crown molding and shit that I've taken down <laughs> that I'm going to burn tonight, uh, sit around on lead paints. You know? Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I think I'm going to do that as well, have a little fire. I might smoke a cigar. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, cigars yeah. might. But yeah, you're right. Being this cold is not common here. It's uh, everybody's like, because we have friends from Florida and they and they come up, and I know we've said mm-hmm. this before on the podcast, but they'll come up and be like, it's hotter here than it is in Florida. Just the <laughs> where I live in, where we live in South Carolina is just something else. It just gets hot, and it's hot year round. It's yeah. I mean, no, I mean Christmas Day, I wore I rode the motorcycle with a t shirt, jeans, and a t shirt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, there's it's it's weird the way uh, the, this part of the state kind of kicks out from the rest of the the, the continent. The, yeah. the country uh, and there's meteorologists that have explained it um this is one meteorologist calls it the the area he refers to as the dome of delight but it's yeah. this kind of circular area where the jet stream and stuff coming off the coast i don't know how to describe it but it causes this disturbance in the air that basically kind of just deflects shit away from yep. us we don't um, get it. so we don't get a lot of uh, you you in particular that part of the the coast yeah where i live it definitely doesn't I get dumb shit off this this big lake up here. So we yeah. get lake effect wind and stuff. So like last night, um, it was in the 30s, but we were getting wind gusts and like the high teens. So it felt like sometimes and the temperatures in teens and single digits at points last night. It was gross. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that the main things I like about here is that it stays hot. And uh, we were looking at, you know, the weather in Kentucky and it was uh, yeah. she had sent me a screenshot and it was like six degrees in McKee. <laughs> And so I listened to Rocco and I was like, is this normal? Because, and he was like, dude, it's 17 degrees in Texas. So no, this isn't normal. <laughs> no, like, okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Because I can't live in sub freezing temperatures. I just can't do it. No, I'm not, not interested in that. I don't mind, I don't mind snow, you know, but I'm not trying to have weeks at a time in the single digits. Uh, no, if I wanted to do that, I just move up to Minnesota with my wife's family. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do it. I like, I like the heat. I like the, I like the sweat. Something I've always liked. So it's day. What day is today? Oh, yeah. January 21st. So it's 20 days of carnivore for me. I'm still going strong. Um, I had liquor today. 
and I've had liquor twice this month. Uh -huh. So clearly I was never doing the dry January. I just said I wasn't going to drink till I could trust myself, but I do trust myself now to drink and not uh, eat chips. Nice. But I feel pretty freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like all my to... elbow joint pain, all that stuff's gone. I don't have any pain at all. I feel, I feel, I don't feel anything, which is wild. Yeah. Cause like in, in our age, in our late thirties. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like pain's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know. My elbows yeah. are good. My hands are good. My knees are good. Everything's good. I need to, uh, maybe I'll give it a try just for the, the inflammation benefits alone. I've had this like chronic uh, bicep like strain just since to. like August of last year. It will just will not go away. Um, don't yeah, know what I to do. With it. And that's the other thing too is like going to the gym. Um, <laughs> if I get on the curl machine and my hands are turned in like this. Mm hmm like this yeah i can feel pain but if i actually go out to the edge of the bar so i'm actually just lifting straight zero yeah. pain and i haven't done curls with no pain in a long time interesting it's fascinating how, how good i feel and like the sleep is not a thing so as you know i drove to um north carolina yeah friday night mm -hmm. and we just turned and burned because i didn't have insurance on this car so i didn't <laughs> i don't want to drive it in the day so we drove back at night, nobody on the road, other than police officers. So a lot of, uh, a lot of Leo out there, but coming back, wasn't tired at all. We got home <laughs> at three 30 in the morning. I think now yeah. perfectly fine. I actually had to, I put on swim pants, swim pants, sweatpants. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we just sat around and watched TV for like an hour just so I could decompress, but, uh, yeah. I hate fall asleep, but yeah, I woke I up hate four hours driving. Later. I hate driving that long. Like you did and then going right to bed it's no like, i can't do it i gotta do something else yeah but it was nice i uh we got home i went to bed and i woke up five hours later and felt 100 percent. felt like a new man nice man it's pretty wild I, i'm not sure that i'm gonna maintain this how strict i am mm -hmm. but i think that my days of eating bread are probably over yeah i just i don't yeah. miss it at all it's it's tough my my wife is experiencing i'm sure i don't know if you've seen it in any of the like homesteading stuff you've been getting into but this like sourdough thing and keeping oh, yeah. um keeping the sourdough starter like this giant pot of just like to to mix and start things she's been experimenting with it and i've been reading like the benefits of sourdough and like as a bread how it uh all the really positive effects that it has on glycemic your glycemic sure. index and helping uh, reduce the amount of sugar your body intakes supposedly i don't know i'm not an expert um but uh yeah if she starts making that stuff on a regular basis it's gonna be really hard for me not to eat it because i it's hard to take pass up fresh bread out of an oven well i think <laughs> that we will because andy's been talking about doing the same thing so i think that if we were to have a nice sourdough starter and uh have a good sourdough i think it's possibility yeah. that i'd have a piece here and there but just eating sure. a burger with bread on it i used to be weird yeah. like going to a restaurant like can i get it without bread and i felt stupid i don't even do that i just take, take it, it off. off yeah yeah i don't yeah. even care and it's pretty common now. I feel like a lot of people are doing this. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not weird now to ask no, for it without not. bread, but yeah, no, no, we it's also Bohemian bowl. And I had steak and eggs and six, uh, Cajun dry rub smoked wings. And nice. Good food. Yeah. It's you can certainly do the carnivore thing out to eat. I yeah. think easier than you can do most things, most yeah. diets, you know, whatever lifestyles you can do the carnivore thing a lot easier. Cause you can just order like, let me get that with double meat and then just, just eat the meat. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is like it changes your mindset so i did I like last night um i just was i needed something i just felt like i had to have something and mm -hmm. so i had a handful of cashews like i'm talking maybe 10 total cashews yeah and the whole time it felt like i was cheating but what it did to my body was it was like uh eating chocolate cake like my yeah. body was like oh <laughs> you're doing something dirty and it was just it was just yeah. cashews but it's um which would in theory change absolutely nothing i mean i shouldn't have done it but sure whatever cashews if that's your dirty my dirty pleasure is a handful of cashews i think i'm going to do all right yeah you think you'll be just fine just and then i'm fine. cheating even more with some some mountain water mm -mm -mm -mm. some of that creek uh creek water yeah you said yeah. that one's uh, blackberry this is blackberry moonshine and I don't mean Blackberry Moonshine like you bought it at a store. This is uh, some dude in the hills of North Carolina makes his own moonshine, then uh, puts some blackberries in a jar and fills it full of white lightning, and, and that's what yep. you get. 
just a few generations removed from the real original deal. Yep, his family and his family were uh, were pushing that shit through the mouse. It's an old timey recipe, if you will. You know, it's funny. Like you watch on YouTube, there's two things that I find really funny about, or not YouTube on Instagram. One, mm-hmm. well, since we're talking about moonshine, the moonshine thing is crazy. People are like, "Good weird." Anytime you see a reel with moonshine, which I might make one. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but yeah. I might proof it. I don't know, like make a, a proofing video. This is how much yeah, proof yeah, yeah. this white lightning is. But all the comments are like, "Good way to go blind." <laughs> It's so stupid. That's how that's how dumb people are. They think that moonshine makes you blind. It's the where, for those where that does don't the know, come from exactly. Go oh, yeah. Well, because I'm sure it happened in the past where when you would run when you run stuff through a still, the way that the temperature builds up and lets off is mm-hmm. you have, you have what's called the heart, the heads and the tails, and then in the middle you have the heart. So as you're distilling, even today, like Burnt Church, for instance, we, I've talked to Peter about it. When they run their stills, everything that comes out in the beginning. As um, and I could be speaking out of church here because I can't remember the exact chemical compound, but I think a lot of it's methanol. So as the methanol comes off, you can't drink that. That does make you go blind. But yeah. anyone that knows how to run a still knows that. So mm-hmm. you, the first, however much liquid coming off, depending on the size of the still, you know that that's not drinkable. So you don't use right. it. You usually throw it back in the pot. And then after that, you have the hearts, and so you pull the hearts out, and that's what you drink. So right. moonshine. If if there's a guy making moonshine, he's probably old as fuck, and he's been doing it for 10, 20 years. Yep. He's he's not going to sell people methanol. He knows what he's doing, and even if he cuts it a little early, and there's methanol yep. in it, it won't be enough. You have to literally right. just like drink the straight shit. To... And and guys that have been making it for that long, uh, or especially guys that are distillers, can can taste the difference. They can also yeah, uh, you can smell, smell it. it. I don't know if you can smell it. An outdoor still, you know, with I bet they can probably, but I know, but I I can imagine walking into, you know, a distillery like, uh, like they have at Burnt Church, right? That size, um, and being able to smell like, ah, that's yeah, that's heads or that's tails coming off. And we'd even heard that coming from mm-hmm. we've talked to, to a ton of head master distillers or whatever, and, and they've, they've been like, yeah, the days that I'm not there and I come in late, somebody else is running the still, like I can walk through the door and smell that they cut too early or they didn't cut in time. Yep. Um, yep. Like it's a, it's not a, it's not as risky as you think. If, if your neighbor's making moonshine, yeah, you might, you yeah. know, if he's like, I don't know, I just bought this still last week. Yeah. That you, yep. you, you might go blind, but, uh, <laughs> but these fucking old peanut, whatever, what was that dude's name? Was it peanut? Uh, oh, I don't know. Whatever. These, be honest these, though, if you're, if you're making your own moonshine that bad, you're probably not going to be able to drink enough of it to go blind anyways. That's true too. It's probably going to be yeah. really bad. You're going to taste it and be like, this isn't good. It should taste like corn. Like if you're making shine out of corn, it should taste like corn. If it doesn't taste like like corn, if it tastes like vinegar or a cleaning solution, then Mm -hmm. yeah, stop drinking it. (laughs) And the other thing was squirrels. When I see people making stuff out of like food out of squirrels. Yeah. (laughs) The comments. I challenge anyone. If you're scrolling, if you're death scrolling and you see someone making squirrel anything squirrel pie squirrel gravy mm. you know whatever just read the comments it's it, it will blow your mind how many people are like girl that's nasty how you gonna eat and everybody's talking shit about them eating squirrel it's so funny it's the chicken of the woods it tastes chicken of the trees i mean it tastes like chicken but here's the other thing is as you americans anyone that's american listen to this which i assume is the vast majority chicken pork and beef is like the staple and the reason why is when this country was founded, we used to eat everything. We ate rabbits, we ate squirrels, we ate venison, buffalo, we ate it all. And then they had to, when the FDA started approving meat, they mm-hmm. only would approve things that a doctor or a meat specialist would come in and be like, this, this is good. So on Fridays, they would do squirrels. On Mondays, they would do chicken. On Wednesdays, they would do venison, whatever. And it just got really expensive. So they quit bringing these guys in and they offered discounts on pork, chicken, and beef. So then they would only have to hire those three guys. The guy come in and do the pork, chicken, and the beef. And so, and then just over time, it became cheaper to only grow yep. pork, chicken, and beef. So the squirrel hunters quit bringing it in because they weren't making any money. They're paying this right. squirrel expert to come in. So eventually, the American diet died off on those foods, and we all got used to eating pork, chicken, and beef. So anything outside of that to you seems weird, but it's only because of your culture. It's not actually weird. It's very normal to eat that stuff. Um, just you didn't grow up in a world where that was a food. So for you, yep. if it's not pork, chicken, or beef, that's gross and weird. When in reality, a lot of cultures eat horse. A lot of Asian cultures eat dogs. Most people in this world eat squirrels, rabbits. Camels. 
Yeah, camels, this goats, goat, fine meat. Yeah, you'll have goat, goat, sheep, all kinds yeah. of shit, man. Yeah, there's a lot of places in the world where they don't have the luxury of being fucking picky about right. the meat. Yeah. If they can hunt it or kill it, that's a big fact. It's edible, then they fucking put it over fire mm-hmm. in most cases, and they put food in their belly because they yep. need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're very. So if, you, if you think chicken, if you think squirrels weird, go kill one and eat one, and see how weird you think it is. Then it's delicious. We're going to kill a gang of them today, but I didn't see any. Oh, yeah. We should, we should go out to the hunt club and do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about ATA. So some stuff that came out in ATA. So I'm going to go ahead and share my tab. This is one of the first ones. Like These are in no particular order. Turn the audio off. We need audio. This one in no particular order. So one that I found interesting was the Bodacious Bow Rest. So it's if you've ever shot rifle... They make these tripods or these shooting sticks that you can sit your rifle on. So this company has made one um, for a bow. What do you think, practicality, Gus? Well, let's 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 go through the whole thing. See how much yep. it costs. Uh, let's see. Shop three hundred and sixty dollars. Okay? okay. So the carbon fiber bodacious bow rest is three hundred and sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Here's right. what I think. I think that um, I think it's a cool idea. I do too. And I, I don't, and I, and I get, I get where it's coming from, and I can see some practical applications in really long shots in like uh, backcountry hunt, hunting out west. You know, uh, we're taking long shots. You know, things like. Um, Things like elk or pronghorn, mule deer, things like that. You know what I mean? You're spot and stalk. You're having to take maybe a 50, 60, 70 yard shot. Um, but I also think you're introducing one more step, one more thing to think about, worry about, one more thing to slip off a rock and make a noise, one more thing to malfunction. Yeah. Um, that could be, I don't know, like where, where does it go? I couldn't see where, like how you drop it. Does it go, is there a button or a release piece that goes on the the handle of your bow? So it's got, it looks like it straps to the bow with this adapter here. And then it's yeah. got this, this hand grip where you can adjust the length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my point of it would be if if you know that you're taking a shot from a known distance and you need one more point of stabilization, I could see the point. But to lug this thing around the backcountry and then also once you get set up and you're ready to pull back, you think that that animal is still going to be in that exact same spot. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I think you'll yeah. end up having to pick it up and freehand it anyway. And now this long piece on the bottom may give you more stabilization. I don't know. I think it's going to pull your front end down some, but it's funny because I could see it. You wouldn't be able to use it in a competition. So that's the only place I could think would be a yeah. cool place to use it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, I doubt, I mean, it's made out of carbon. I don't know how much. Uh, it doesn't say what it weighs, weighs which is crazy. Yeah, I, I would think that would be something they would be probably proud of. But yeah. um, if you've ever shot with a Primos, um, tr- like I think they call it a trigger stick. I have two of them, two different sizes. It's a, it's a single, it's a single shooting stick that you can rest a gun on or a crossbow, and it's got a trigger at the top that you squeeze to release it out the bottom or adjust the height. So it's a similar idea to that. If if you're having a hard time, if you're listening and you can't see what we're looking at, and it just attaches to the front of the bow. Um, I don't know, man, there's just, you know, there's already a bow already has so many moving parts. You, you have your sort of, uh, your mental cue of checklist, you know, that you work through as you're shooting. And so now you've just got one more thing to add to it. I just, I think whatever it's going to add, whatever benefit it might add in stabilization, um, you're probably better off making up and just practice <laughs> honestly. Yeah. He's a two. And if and you need there, a st- if you need to stabilize a bow to make a long shot, it's probably not a shot you should be taking anyways. So in this thing, it says, "How much does the bow rest weigh?" Fourteen ounces with water and the bulb. And I'm guessing that's FAQ. It only comes up. I'll show, I'll show you this tab instead. It only comes up here with water and okay. the bulb. But when you when you click it, it just takes you back to the website. Um, mm-hmm. But here it says, "World's first hydraulically actuated monopod stabilizer for compound bows." So I wonder if. The water helps pull the, I don't I really, it's hard to tell. I'm sure they're being, you know, and on purpose. A little vague. A little quiet. Yeah. About how they're doing it. Yeah. 
Um, which makes sense, but to be honest with you, I don't see a lot of competition here. So I, well, I, I, I just see, don't feel like you're going to, I mean, to be honest with you, it looks like you could put a broomstick on this fucking thing and, and it'd be <laughs> the same purpose. Yeah. It looks like it just Velcros to the, yeah, right here yeah, to the top and the bottom of your, of your, um, yep. brace, um, the riser, whatever, um, you know, the brace. Um, it might be good for like entry level just to add some confidence. I mean, you're, you you see a lot of kids in a lot of these pictures, so I don't know, man. I don't. Uh, I think it's a cool idea, and I like. I like the. I'm not talking shit about the company. I think it's cool. I think it's a good idea. I just it's for me, uh, hunting for me, not practical. There's no way I would risk having this big ass stick strapped to my. Yeah. Head. Well, also, like majority of the time, we're shooting out of. Um, you you a saddle a tree stand of some sort or maybe a blind and i mean i could see it being maybe useful in a blind but it's just one more piece of shit that i gotta buy first off buy for 360 dollars keep it around yeah <laughs> if i was gonna spend 360 i would upgrade my 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 uh my sight right or spend some money on um you know some more arrows or something like I, there's just other things for my bow i would spend 360 on yeah i wouldn't do it but we, I found it interesting. I found it fascinating. That was yeah, a, it's always I, I, I'm always down to see new things, and I'll be interested yep. to see now that it's been released and shown at uh, at ATA some maybe follow up on some reviews and see what people think. Yeah, we could be completely wrong. Could be the the a game changer. I just don't see it as uh, something I would use, especially if you're hunting out of a saddle. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, up next, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish; it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Born, raised outdoors. So, Wild Tech is the company they're selling this. It's called Game Crip. And I couldn't find this earlier when I was looking for it. Self adhesive strips from Wild Tech. They're safe, effective, vegan way to remove hair and other debris for your game meat in the field and camp or at home. So, if I remove the backing of the strip. So, I'm guessing it's field safe, uh, basically duct tape. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of a lint roller. So, like, here's a picture of you can uh, okay. remove hair and stuff from the meat but it, that's another thing too is like cool idea i think great for um people that don't hunt a lot they probably don't understand but if you've processed a lot of deer yeah. you should know how to remove hair without getting it on the meat if you don't that is a skill problem not a uh solving yeah. problem the only thing i can think where you know i think you think you're probably right on the money with the white tail thing this is this probably comes more in handy like when you're trying to manipulate and clean like a giant elk or something yeah it's laying on its side you know it gets a little trickier um but again it's a really cool idea it doesn't look like it takes up a whole lot of space or is very heavy so um, i can definitely see it like having in your pack so if you if you drop a shoulder yeah. or something you need to clean it real quick before you put it in a game bag yeah yeah um yeah potentially it's just a new new product, and that's what we wanted to cover with some new stuff, and, uh, and I think it's interesting. How how big are the are, are all the sheets that size? I'm, I'm trying to look at it. says shows yeah, the size of the bag. Half by five and a half, so 5.5 inches wide and 11 and a half inches, so 12 oh. by, almost 12 by 6. So roughly about the size of a sheet of, like, printer paper, but not quite as wide. It reminds me as of the, like, the shit you roll your clothes with yeah yeah, lint roller, about, yeah. It, it seems to be about that size okay that's cool yeah i think it's a cool idea i think it's nifty um i don't have to watch the whole video here but i don't, even know, if that, I don't know if that comes through or not but um no it, it's crazy that it doesn't uh it doesn't uh lose its uh, adhesiveness with the moisture yeah of the meat or the fat you know and it is cool that it's food safe so you're not putting chemicals on your food it's a nifty idea not something I would particularly probably use, but I'm sure there's a reason for it and, and a good. Not something cause. we really, not something we really need. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're not having to really completely field dress and quarter anything on the ground. And you know, a deer's not that big. It's easy to keep the, uh, you know, keep the fur away from the meat for the most part. Yep. So cool. if you're out in the backwoods and you got to keep meat good for a few days, maybe it's a it's a cool thing to keep on you. But I feel like if you if you can get to a processor pretty quick, probably a waste of time. 
But I don't know. Might be something cool to have in your kit. Uh, next was something that I was actually quite excited about, and I hope they have a bunch of videos on here, but it's called Fourth Era Camera Arms. So we self-film some hunts. We film some other hunts for some other people. We have a camera arm. Um, yeah. This one is pretty crazy. It extends out pretty far, and it's so small that you could pack it up very easily in your um, in your kit. So it straps to the tree pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I think it's a like, I don't know, like the fact that it all folds in like that and yeah. you can strap it to the tree with straps as opposed to the one I have as a ratchet strap. <clears throat> as you know, ratchet straps takes, takes uh, noise. Mm-hmm. But this looks perfect for a saddle hunt, which is why I found it fascinating. And it's a yeah. hundred bucks. Like I'm going to buy one. Fourth Arrow has been around for a while and they have, mm-hmm. they've always had some really cool stuff. Um, that one is cool though. Like I like how, I like how small it is. Yep. And even this smaller one here, the satellite arm kit is two fifty. But if you're a serious if you're seriously filming your your shit, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to throw something in a saddle, because I don't film a lot because of how big my camera arm is. I don't film a lot of I don't self film at all. It's a waste of time. It's one more one more thing you gotta carry up a tree. Where else they sell? Let's see. Since we're here. Accessories, apparel, ground blind arms, in the bags. Blind. They got bags. They got some rail mounts, which is cool. Sponsor mm. the spike. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I, I do like these tree arm components that they have. They have a bunch of different ones, uh, depending on how you want to mount things. Spot install. Oh, that spike is so that you can just set. You can, if you're moving on the move, you can just set it in the ground and have yep. stabilized. But that's that's fucking smart. But these tree arm screw. If I could figure yeah. out how to not leave them in a tree. <laughs> these are actually legit because they have the T handles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime I screw something into a tree, I, I my brain just goes that belongs there, and I forget it. Yeah, we did it today. We were out. We were out shooting um, the content today. I, I pointed mm-hmm. up to one of the trees. I was like, here's a tree that I saddle hunt. As you can see, my uh, bow rest is still screwed <laughs> into the top of the tree up there, <laughs> twenty three up, twenty feet up the tree, and I'm not gonna go get it anymore. You know, that's fine. Yep, 100%. And then the uh, nice. last thing that we were really going to talk about, they don't actually don't have it on their website. And I think you did more research than me. I just saw it um, in a video on YouTube. But Tethered yeah. has put out um, it is called the G- Grit Line. Grit Line, yeah. Grit, um, G-R-I-T, Grit. Cheap. I think we might give one away. That might be what we give away. If if Tethered is at the Great American Outdoor Show, which I think they will be, mm-hmm. I think we might buy three of these setups. So Gus and I will have one, and then we will give away a third setup. Um, yeah. It's a pretty cool setup, man. It's um, and, and what I liked about it is I've been bouncing around between – like different brands and kind of trying to decide what to choose from. I've been watching you guys, uh, you know, uh, Patreon guys and friends um, buy different ones and try different ones. And it's just one of those things where it's saddle hunting has been around a while, but it's also gotten really popular recently. And so there's just this constant flood of new shit. And it's like, I end up with like uh, uh, buyer's anxiety or whatever, where I don't know, like I start to make a decision and I'm like, I'm like, what if I miss out on something? Like, what if as soon as I buy this, something's going to happen, you know, I end up with buyer's remorse. Um, but the cool thing about this, that's the video I actually watched today. Um, you want to just play it and let him talk through it. Yeah. We can, we can sort of talk as we, as he talks. Can you hear it? Got a new yeah, saddle climbing sticks and a platform. So I'm going to run you through each one of these right now. All right, so first things first, we're going to take a look at the saddle. This is called the Workhorse Saddle. As you guys can see, Mossy Oak Bottomland Camo. Uh, I actually took the saddle out and used it last weekend, so I got a couple sits with it up in the tree to test it out. It's a great product, and this is designed to be a dealer direct product, which means you will not be able to order this online. You will have to go to a tethered dealer to get it. Now, the unique thing about what they're doing with this saddle is it's going to come with the saddle, as you can see, it's got the side pouches built into the saddle. Yeah, so you don't have to worry that. about buying them separately. It's going to come with a back band, a lineman's rope, and your tether and carabiner. So everything you need 
Once you get up to hunting height, it's going to come in that I love that. Right around 300 bucks. So you're not going to have to guess like, hey, what pouches should I buy? What ropes do I need? What do I need to go saddle hunting? Everything you need is going to be in that kit. So this is the workhorse saddle. So as you can see, guys, we've got sewn-in pouches on the side. They've got zippers on the top that allow access to the main pouch. And then you've got zippers on the side uh, here that are going to be for like accessories. So your main pouch like is usually going to be straps. your lineman's rope, your mm -hmm. tether, things like that, bigger items. Then you're going to keep your gear hooks, his straps, stuff like that. It's going to go in these little side pouches. Um, it's got a fixed bridge or it's an adjustable bridge. So you use this Prusik knot so you can shorten and lengthen the bridge as needed. It's got the new leg buckles. So you no longer have the little yeah, clips like, like the old Phantom saddle had. So this is going to be similar to like what the lockdown has on it. It doesn't have Molly loops on the back, but it does have these large loops sewn in, which I found to be very, very handy to attach like my platform when I was climbing up the tree. Uh, it's got a couple down low as well. So like I said, this is the workhorse saddle. It's going to be right around 300 bucks uh, and it's going to come with all of your ropes and everything you need to go saddle hunting. So next we'll move into the I'll new there, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So 300 bucks, we're going to, we're going to buy three. That's what I'm going to hunt with. And I might now I'll probably just keep my cruiser set up. I'm, I'm done with cruiser, man. Like it's uh nah, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> Shouldn't burn bridges. If you don't I don't want to burn bridges, but um, I'd rather work with tethered than cruiser from now on. But yeah, the uh, the we thought it was I thought it was interesting. Sent it to God's let him you know peep it out, but you, it's hard to beat it for today. When we, yeah. when I bought mine, that's about what setups cost. But you can't buy them that way anymore. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it has like it comes with everything you need. Like the, the thing that was confused. There's a few of them out there that have a kit put together, but then even with the kit, they offer all these upgrades, and it's like, well. Yeah. Why, why like what what's so wrong with this one that you would want to upgrade to right. this i don't understand and so like a kit that just says look here's everything you need get started you don't need anything else except maybe climbing sticks or a platform um but like this has the pouches you need you don't need to think about you know where to attach pouches or whatever it just it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it for someone who's right. new to it like myself so that's the appeal to it for me um and if i could get to a point especially early season where i'm not trying to bring a bunch of shit and carry a bunch of shit anyways where i could go up and have just my bow and what few accessories I need in those two pouches, and that's it. That would be, yeah. that would be sick. I, I'd really like that a lot. I like the pouch setup because what I have is like a regular climbing bag, and uh, you can just fit the two ropes in there. And I throw my camera, the the cell phone camera arm. I throw that in there, mm -hmm. um, and maybe like a snack. But to have two pouches on both sides, because if you were to go, if I were to go buy another pouch, like how am I going to secure it to the saddle that I've got? You know, it's. Mm -hmm. So to get one that already has plenty of storage space and it's both on the hips and I like the shoulder straps because you'll figure it out what you get in a saddle mm -hmm. but having that extra support on your back, it's going to yeah. be pretty legit. And so the tethered setup, they have, they sell, they have this extra strap that you can run around your kind of under your armpits and clip it in and mm -hmm. it gives you like a backrest. Oh, nice. Which is, which is fine. But I feel like you could use, I could, you could probably do paracord and, and run through the suspenders. And oh yeah, yeah. Have even better support, which is paracord as opposed to. I mean, I don't know. I I think it's a cool setup, and I like that it's all comes. It's all you know, one piece. Yeah, yeah. And then sticks. Anyway, you're probably not going to buy. I might one stick it this year. So like, if you want, if you want my um my hunting beast gear sticks and the and yeah. the tethered platform is sick. I'm probably gonna. Well, I can't if I one stick it, but. If you want to run with my um, sticks and platform, and then I'll, I'll one stick it this year and see. How does one sticking work anyway? So you just are you climbing up and putting your platform down, standing on that, putting the next stick up, reaching down, grabbing the platform, and just like leapfrogging so the, them. The one what? stick has a platform at the top. The top step is the platform. Okay. So you hang it like eye height, and then you'll have a, a like ropes coming down with two okay. steps and like not, not ropes, like climbing ropes, but just like, you know, ropes hanging down. So you have two mm -hmm. steps under the one stick that are rope. So you'll step in, step in, step on the one stick, step on the platform, and then you secure yourself to the tree and then undo the platform, bring it up. And so now the, the steps are in front of you again. And so you, gotcha. you cable cable and then platform and then one bottom step of the one stick and then platform. And then you keep going if you want, but like mm -hmm. two is probably plenty. Um, and the, but you have to repel out because it'd be very mm. difficult to climb back do down, that, do that in reverse. Yeah. 
So for me to buy the one stick, not a big purchase, but I also have to buy the rappelling setup. And that, that's where the money comes in because I'm buying a, a longer rope and I'm buying all the rappelling accessories that come with it. And uh, yeah, but I think it'd be cool to be able to rappel down. The only problem is like currently the way I, the reason I want to do it is because I take so much shit up into a tree. <laughs> so for me to put st sticks up and then come back down yeah. and then grab all my stuff and come up, it'd be a lot easier if I didn't have to put sticks up. And that's the reason that I'm interested in it. So it's just one stick. I can definitely yeah. I can carry all my gear in one stick and get up a tree pretty easy. The other side of it that uh, I'm going to try out, I don't know, but the palm trees in my backyard, mm -hmm. I want to try and cut them myself. And I think they're good. They're taller than my house. So 100 feet, 80, 100 feet. I want to see if I can, <laughs> if I can one stick 100 feet up a palm tree and then trim my palm trees and then rappel down. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. One way is like you secure the rope to the tree, drop it down. So you rappel down that rope, but then there's a like 550 cord that sticks on the knot. So once you get to the bottom, you pull that 550 cord and it loosens the knot huh. and it basically drops down the tree and then you just, you know, and pull the cord out. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be fun, but it's also going to save me a ton of money, not paying $150 a tree for somebody to come prune my palm trees. Yeah. That's expensive. The guy that did it before, he uses uh, spikes in his shoes, but he just, he lineman roped the whole way up, spikes all the way up, trimmed everything, and then rappelled down. And when I watched him do it, I was like, <laughs> I could fucking do that. <laughs> I basically do that anyway. I mean, to be honest with you, what's the difference in climbing 20 feet up a tree and 100 feet up a tree? 80 feet? I know, but I mean, the, 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 the <laughs> you dick. But the, like the, <laughs> The concept of doing it is is no different. Sure, I'm just no, climbing. You're, you're I'm climbing correct. longer. Yeah. Uh, so if I get comfortable yeah. with repelling, you know, what does it matter? I can repel. I mean, yeah. I've repelled before, so it's not like this is new. Repel upside. Are you gonna, are you gonna like repel the range, upside, upside down ranger ranger yeah. thing upside down? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a black hawk down out of every tree. <laughs> I don't think black hawk down went very good. <laughs> I don't. That's not the. That's the wrong way. To, <laughs> <laughs> big facts oh, i don't think that means what you think it means <clears throat> i think a couple guys did it right and then a couple guys didn't there was one in particular that really fucked one in britannia did not do it correctly yeah 100 percent. he screwed the whole mission yeah poor guy and i've talked to i've talked to um oh, never mind anyway <laughs> shine check yeah um damn did you have anything else for ATA? No, I didn't. I was so, I got so wrapped up into looking at the stuff you sent. I didn't really look into uh, a whole lot. I mean, just generally speaking, um, the, the typical stuff that you can, you can expect. I saw, you know, all the big bow manufacturers had stuff that they released. I didn't bother even looking at any of it because I'm, I'm not in the mood to spend $1,400 plus on a, on a new bow. Um, all of the, you know, we talked about the, the, um, the tethered setup here, but all the, all the saddle hunting brands had, had stuff to release to showcase this year. Um, the one thing I didn't get to look into that I was, that I, that I was looking that I, I, I still will go research our, our, our sites, just looking at what new, maybe some new single pins are out. Um, and any interesting drop away rests. Um, I saw, um, Oh, what was it? Uh, damn it. I can't remember the name of it. But there was a there was a rest that I saw I wanted I wanted to look at. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff. Man, I'd like to go one year. I mean, I've never you know, we talk about it every year. We need to go sometime. Yeah. The um, I I tried to find the quiver thing. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find that either. Really hard to find. I, and <laughs> like, if I were to give any any like um, feedback to anyone, like this is what you get when you get to the site which I think is really cool, but like you can't even tell from this site exactly what happens. Uh, that's not the right site. Let me, uh, let me try that again. It's called quiver app, right? Quiver app. Yep. Stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to put in, but basically what it is is like they have quiv quiv a R. Oh, I, so I, okay. So I did look into this a little bit. Um, did you find it? No, okay, you can pull it up if you want. Okay. Um, 
I will try. Let me see if I can find. Uh, oh, shit. Did you hear that? No. No? I don't know if I'm going to get the sound to work. Well, whatever it is, basically this yeah. app, you shoot an arrow through the through the target, and then you can see where. It is. So I actually heard about this on the uh, White Tail Distraction podcast. They were talking about it, but it's a it's a cool. I wasn't even gonna bring it up because they did it, but uh, I do like it. But they it's a it's an app so where you shoot a target and you can go up to the target and you can see where your arrow went and you can three dimensionally look at it through an app and see what vitals it hit if it hit lungs, heart, whatever. Um, I think that's cool because depending on shot placement where you're shooting, it would be cool to have if you're a new hunter. If you're someone that doesn't really know where your arrow is going, it's pretty cool. But like for most of us, we hunt by the laws of you aim where the arrow is going to exit. So if the arrow is going to exit, I know where the heart is. So I aim for where the arrow would leave the heart. I don't really care where it enters the body. I just want it to leave the heart. So anytime right. I'm shooting an animal, I know the heart's here and I want to shoot at the heart. So I aim at the heart and shoot there where it would exit the heart. Um, right. But if you don't, if you're not comfortable with that yet, or you don't know how, where the heart is or deer anatomy, yeah, go ahead and play that. Just full screen it so we can get rid of the sidebars. But oh, sorry. Um, yeah, play that because it's, it's very cool. Seven minutes. So I don't, I don't care. I don't play the whole thing. I, I, the sound, I don't know if I can get the sound to work though. Tail anatomy there. And you can see I can remove I can various features okay. of white tail anatomy. I just took the skeleton off. I can take the you lungs off. Take the other off so you can see the heart floating there in space. But what's even more important than that is our other part of the patent pending technology is the ability to um, scan the arrow. So I'm going to go ahead and hit scan arrow. Which this is super dope. Yeah, I'll do it from this side. And what you can see now is that actually placed, as we described, as the vector of that arrow in 3D space through this animal. And what's neat about that is you don't have to sit here and argue with your buddies of who got the better <laughs> shot. You can actually go up and look directly in there. Yep. Oh, that's a so double lung. can't see it, and it, it in the 3D world, draws a green this would actually be a non-score. Down the arrow, and you can hover over your target and look yeah. and see where it went through the target, and it shows in real time on the app. It shows like a broken down back with heart and lungs and ribs and stuff, and it shows exactly the line of path in which the arrow would have gone if it had passed through the target. Yeah, it's so it's 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 augmented reality, right? So if you yeah. if you've ever used uh, any of the like the apps on the phone where you can go outside and um, you know look at the sky and it'll show you you know the different um, constellations in the in the or sky. even like stuff in your house, you want to see how a couch yeah, looks in your living exactly. room. You can yeah. you can go on Amazon and do that now. Yep. So it's using the same thing, just with a full body three D target, and then yeah. it overlays where the vitals are, and then like like he was explaining, takes the arrow and shows the full trajectory of it. Um, so I can see all kinds of implications for this. Now you wouldn't be able to like use this in any sort of, um, I guess you could use it in practicing for, for a competition. Practice I, don't, only, I don't know yeah, what, yeah. what, what, what you kind of stupid use to use it on a dead animal, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's really practice. cool to get an idea like, well, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you keep finding yourself in a situation where you need to position yourself, um, along a trail and a deer, a particular deer keeps presenting himself to you in a certain quartering away, you know, right. quartering to position. And you're just curious, like where it is you need to hit that deer. Um, this is just a tool you could use to give you some more confidence. And to be honest with you, like, it's just kind of fucking cool. Um, it's cool. Play, I, like play around. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. this thing is since I can't find it online. It's, cr it's so crazy that people develop a product and they don't, they don't like, if you want to buy anything from us, it's pretty easy to find us. But a lot yeah. of these companies, like they develop something. And, I mean, I'm interested in buying it, and I would love to tell you guys how much it costs, but I uh, can't find it. No idea where it's at. Not good. Um, I wonder if it's on the, just on the App Store. I don't know. Could be. Definitely could look, be. I'm gonna look for it right now. I do know that it's um, it's a cool product, and I would be down, like, to have it. Um, for target, if I had like a good target set up in my backyard with multiple, you know, 3D targets. To yeah. be able to just shoot, but to have people over, like, it doesn't matter if you hit the target. Let's see if it, what is that, uh, the knife show? And it's like, your blade will kill. <laughs> oh, uh, forged in fire or some shit. Yeah, like that. forged in fire or whatever, yeah. It's like, this will kill. So it's like, come over and shoot in my backyard, but, like, it doesn't matter if you hit it, did you kill the deer? And then, right. and then we can walk up and, and in real time look at it and be like, you missed fucking everything. 
you basically pissed the steer off. Did you find it? How much is it? Yeah, it's well, it says get. So I'm assuming I can download it for free, and then it's going to ask me. To it's going to add for how much? Yeah. So I will tell you right now. Yeah, go ahead and download it, and let's see. Let's find. Let's find out. I also had um, some pretty cool conversation yesterday. Um, I don't want to say, so don't say it, but I don't want to say names of things and places. But you remember okay. the last place we did a whiskey class? Yeah. Okay. So do you remember when Peter from Burnt Church came up here and they were going to a festival there? Yes. You remember the big festival? Yeah. Okay. They're not allowed to come back. Whoa. Why? They fucked the property up. They left trash everywhere. It pissed them off. So they are not letting them come back. So they told me that they want to have an event next year during yeah. Seawee. Uh -huh. If they can get me to convince john to do something there and so i pitched our idea our original idea that we you and i have had and mm -hmm. they said done we will Fuck. charge you nothing what yeah so I saw, <laughs> we I, in bro i i saw a thing the other day and it said things it's, it was things that um things that nobody will tell you about entrepreneurship and it was like uh it's harder than you think it is. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to take longer than you think it will. hundred percent. It's going to, it's going to cost more than you think it will. Yep. But if you're just consistent and persistent and don't have patience, go away, just don't keep go away. fucking at it. And this is a perfect testament to it. We're going yep. on our fourth year. We've had this idea for years, but we've, for it's four just years. Been, <laughs> it's just been a constant networking, finding the right fit and the right people. And we've we knew pitched it to a ton special. of people. Yeah. And, and we know exactly how we want to do it. It's just the backing and the location was our big problem. We have the backing. See, we said they would do it. Um, now we have a location that's not only so cool. an awesome location. It's a little bit out of town, but um, if people go there for the festival that was there, they're going to come there for this. Um, and no one's doing our idea. Like what we want to do, there isn't one. No, it doesn't yeah. exist. Hell yeah. So I think um, I'm going to wait till Seaweed's done and over with, but we'll probably sit down with John. But she told me, she said, bring John out here. So I think me, you, John Stark, load up, yeah. go down there, get on a, on a uh, golf cart, tour the property, and explain yes. to John what we want to do. And um, I think we I think we got this in the bag. So yeah. 2025, going to be wild, which is crazy to say on January 21st that 2025 is going to be wild. Well, we got plenty of time in this year to get shit together. Yeah. And uh, – keep building on that momentum. That's awesome. Sucks. Yeah. We can't say more, but we will eventually. <laughs> yeah. I think um, you can put it together. If you're a long time listener to the show, you already know what we're getting ready to do. We've talked about bits and pieces of it several times. So, and we still need to follow up with, uh, with, um, what's her name there. I don't, I don't want to say it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, on the property on, on her idea to do the class that we did, um, yeah, on a regular, on a regular basis. Um, yeah. she was talking about advertising that in hotels and stuff locally, which would be, well, the thing about there is like, you know, where Siwi is. So for there, you think about all the people that are across the river that are mm -hmm. fucking loaded. And you know, they only, they, that's one of the weekends they come here and stay in their homes. Yeah. Otherwise it's rented out, but they're here during Siwi. So to have an event that close, yes. yeah, they want to go downtown. But if we did something in the evening, they'd also be like, right. Well, hey, these we can go, we can go hit Siwi on Friday, but Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And these are, these are the folks that are coming because they want to go to the art gala and they yeah. want to buy, they want to buy their art they want to go so to let them do that on days. friday saturday sunday we're going to take it easy we're going to stay at home well guess what you can hop across the river and we get an event there and i yeah. think i think it'd be crazy but i think the live fire cooking and um the other yeah, stuff that we 100%. had in mind yeah it's, so, it's yeah i wanted to tell you that cool. I, just, I wanted to tell you on here i didn't want to tell you over time. i appreciate it man you almost got you, me wouldn't, you wouldn't have responded either way so uh fuck you man <laughs> i know you responded i know you're busy i'm just fucking with you if you're talking about texting me during the day, like during the work week, dude, it is, I, it, this new job, I, I am not in the same position I was earlier. The beautiful, I, dude, yeah. it, I, I, one day I'll, I'll, when I remember, I will show you a, a picture of my, my outlook calendar. Uh, about 14 to 16 hours worth of meetings a week is my average. I'm glad to see you earning your paycheck for a while. <laughs> you're a fucking <laughs> dick. Uh, they are, they are getting their money's worth. That is for sure. Well, that's good, man. It's good. I know you're busy. I can tell. It's uh, your um, everything about you has changed a little bit in the last five, six weeks. Yeah. How so? 
Well, I can just tell you're fucking busy because you're balancing life and, and kids and all that stuff. And, and I've taken a real big backseat in your life. <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> you're a dick. I'm just giving you shit, man. I, I'm I proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud oh, of uh, thanks, man. life you're providing. So, Oh, we it's are also big. recording a podcast. How about that? <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the, speaking of, of seaweed, um, we would, I, I, I had the idea or well, we had the idea, um, of like the whole telling stories booth. And then I, I was wondering, um, if it wouldn't be beneficial, are, are we planning to record like video record those or just audio? A video. But what I was thinking was a blind. We set up a blind. Oh, that would be fucking cool. In the corner with good lighting, with good lighting. Yeah. And then instead of you know, we you normally see outside the blind through the, we'll have cameras focusing inside and then we'll have some sound deadening panel. There will be background noises. I mean, it's a fucking event. There's going to be noise. Yeah, of course. But we'll try and try and put some panels in there to soak up some of that noise. But basically you'd be sitting in a blind in those white chairs I've got with like maybe some, I don't know, just hunting stuff. And then um, while you're telling your story, you get free, free booze. Yeah. You can sit in there and drink booze, tell your story. And then um, we'll have a sponsored by Mint Mobile, which <laughs> thanks Mint Mobile for having us back. You'll have a uh, Mint Mobile telephone number that you can text your pictures and what ticket number you were. And we will put mm -hmm. together an entire video of everybody told a good hunting story that we liked. Oh, yeah. Um, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. It's going to be good. What were your, you were thinking? We should, give a, we should give away that saddle at Seaweed. I'm down. Best hunting story. Best validated. You can tell us a crazy story. If you don't have pictures to prove it, you're not yeah. going to win. We need, we need some receipts. Yeah. We need to see. Uh, that's been, that's my new favorite thing that kids say these days is, is, uh, Oh, is that I a got, kid I thing? Got the, I got the receipts. You, know, you can prove that your thing happened. Whatever. Yeah. Or that someone did you uh -huh. wrong or whatever, you know, say, I, I kind of like that too. I saved the receipts. So that's my new is, thing. That's my new is thing. that a, is that a, a kid brought that home from school and told you about it? No, I, I just, I, I hear it sometimes. It may not be a kid thing. It's just, I, you know, it's new to I've me. I've never heard so. it before. It's my first time. <laughs> We're getting old. I do like it though. Yeah. I got the receipts. It makes sense. Yeah. I could prove that shit happened. I got a receipt for it. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta come with receipts, man. You gotta be able to prove your story. Um, and I mean, I don't need. We're also fucking lie detector, human lie detectors. We work in, we, we work in the world where we have to tell what's real and what isn't. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell me a great story and make it all make it up all you want. Yeah. I, I'm I'm down for a cool story. Just love a good story. You're not, not going to win anything. Yeah, if you tell me something wild, like no shit, I shot four deer with one bullet. I'm not going to believe you. If you start a story off with, I swear to God, no shit, no shit. There I was. My my radars, red flags are already up. Yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. No, I think it'd be cool. And uh, also, thank you to. We're also sponsored. Uh, starting, well, I don't know every episode after this for the next 30 days we're sponsored by the Jasper downtown. They are uh, nice. giving us a bunch of stuff and they are sponsoring this year's seaweed podcast. Nice. Um, we'll be recording out of a luxury townhome that they, uh, that they have for rent. Cool. If you're rich as fuck and you want to, <laughs> you want to live in there. Yeah. Um, if you're like us, you're a normal plebe. You can't afford it. Don't even look it up. But <laughs> if you got yeah. some money, and you want to have a place in downtown Charleston, you can't get any better than the Jasper. I can tell you that right now. We've been yeah. in a lot of places downtown, and that Jasper is it's nice. It's it's beautiful inside. They have great amenities. Um, super nice people. The staff is excellent. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. A wonderful people. location downtown. Um, we've done several several whiskey classes there. Um, yeah, our long, first, time, long time working relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. Our first piloted dinner that we did with, uh, with George and Bearcat was there. So. Yeah. Uh, long-standing relationship good folks uh, looking forward to being able to record in a uh a nice spot instead of having so much uh all oh, the yeah. background noise it'll be also be nice because uh anybody that comes to uh do the podcast there is going to be like what is this place like oh yeah and also there's a full bar over here in the kitchen we got food we'll have food there oh. for our guests and uh be a full day hangout bullshit session um, for sure we haven't started booking but we did book uh birds of prey again because nice. like that was the first place we booked and of course andrew beam is booked Hell so yeah. um we got a couple of our old timey favorites in there Hell and then yeah. we're gonna have some new people i'm gonna try and get on x on x is gonna be a seaweed this year which i thought was 
pretty cool. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, man. So we're longtime users. We've been using OnX since like the year it came out. We've been using it forever. We've well, we actually this is the first year you and I have paid for OnX. We were sponsored uh, yeah. by an yeah. Uh, back in the day, we were sponsored by OnX and we've had yearly free memberships for yep. is that five, six years, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, I paid without hesitating. That's yeah, how I much too. I like it. I, like, I have no problem. Hundred bucks. Who cares? Yeah, yeah I, I, I use the, the amount of stuff. Of the amount of stuff I get, even even non-hunting related, like right. just yep. learning, like hey, who owns this fucking yeah. house, right? Who's my neighbor? Oh, it's in a trust. <laughs> God damn it! You know. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've done that too. Like especially back in our fishing days, when we would ride around these creeks and see these yeah five oh, yeah. million dollar houses, and be like, who the fuck? And you yep. look it up and then you, and like these idiots actually have their name on the lease instead of a trust. And you yeah. can look it up and be like, wow, this guy invented the spork or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times. For sure. But yeah. Um, so that's all that's going on. That's the ATA show wrap up. We've been, um, we're gearing up for seaweed. We're pumped. And then we got great American outdoor show coming. We've talked about that, uh, multiple times at nauseam. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah once we get a schedule together we'll post uh post a schedule and maybe some of the guests are really really cool maybe we'll work it out where uh we publish some times and and maybe some folks can call into some guests with some questions yeah i'd be down for that you'd have to be pre-selected we're not going to have an open phone line for that a thousand a thousand million percent but um i i think by next week we'll have the full lineup and so next week we'll put out who our guests will be and if you have question or something you want to ask them yeah. um for sure hit us up at info at whiskeywhitetails.com and we will uh we'll schedule a time for you to call in and ask them questions i think that's a great idea gus nice thanks <laughs> i have a couple of, i'm good for a few of those a year it's early in the year so yeah don't use them all now the, look for more of those later um yeah, do not use them all now. by august they're usually fucking gone so <clears throat> yeah take it for what it's what it's worth um yeah, that's all i got for this week man all right all i got as well thanks for uh listen got we made it an hour plus ad so thanks mm. for uh, dialing in hope you uh hope you enjoyed it thanks bye, bye. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.